The best insight, instant feedback, accountability. The all new Talk Radio Freedom 106.5. Trinidad and Tobago, it's 106.5 FM, Freedom 106.5 FM, where talk matters. And I know the phone lines are going crazy, but right now we have an interview in the segment called Elderhood with Dr. Kenneth Niles. He is a conflict management consultant and is an avid reader and orator who grew up in St. James, which seemed to affect his inability to sleep early. <laughs> he is also the author, having published two books on masculinity, Man to Man, Stepping Out, and Man to Man, Stepping In. He continues to research and write with the focus on nation building and life transformation from a spiritual and psychological perspective. Dr. Niles is an educator challenged his students to be critical thinkers at the University of the West Indies and the University of the Southern Caribbean. He focuses on, his focus of research is gerontology and he also lectured in psychology at the undergrad level and family therapy and crisis intervention at the graduate level. He is also a conflict management consultant with an emphasis on cross-cultural conflict a husband of one wife, this pastor, father, and grandfather finds pleasure in cooking and serving his culinary creations to excite many a palate, especially his wife, Curlina. So I've got to say good morning to the doctor. Good morning to you. A great time, a great morning to you. Good morning. Give me your name again. Tusca, Tusca, T U S C A, actually. Okay, yes. Tusca, right. So today we're talking about uh, the effectiveness of communication, especially with our elderly of Trinidad and Tobago. And my first question to you is: How best can we, as citizens, assist in the elderly on a monthly basis outside of the home? Except, uh, for example, banking and pension, accessing pharmaceuticals, etc. Hmm. You rush straight into the, into the concept of what we consider social support systems. Uh, one of the things we, go, we have to start, where we have to start is that the elderly need support. Mm -hmm. I, I think that uh, we kind of sometimes try to define strength in context of cohort. Uh, we have three cohorts. We have the 60 to 74, 75 to 84, 85 plus. So we have the young old, the old old, and the oldest old. And some people feel that the young old don't need any support because 60 to 75, you're cool. Uh, but Still there mobile. May be, mm -hmm. There may be things that you may not notice. Uh, of course, as you get older, these oldest, the older old, uh, when you, you, you may have some more physical 
issues, but there's also the issue of mental capacity. Mm -hmm. Because even before 50, we find that there are people today in their 50s, sorry, before 60, in their 50s, who are having dementia issues. And I'm talking about dementia in context of Alzheimer's, not just dementia, it is a vascular dementia because of some stroke or something. Mm -hmm. uh, and so it's important for us to really know our elderly. And that is something I think is important. I remember doing some research years ago, which is published actually, uh, looking at the elder and their attachments. And I went to hospitals mm -hmm. and homes. And you realize that, especially in hospitals, the people who really chat with the elderly are the friends, mm -hmm. the neighbors, mm -hmm. rather than the, the family. The family members just want to know your. your Happy, you're, you're being fed, you're being fed, mm -hmm. and they go out in the, in the veranda talking about, oh, who is you? Use auntie so and so. You so they have a relational context, mm -hmm. but so we need to know why do we need to know? Because then we will be able to to identify the needs, as you mentioned, the the monthly uh, needs, whether it's for medication. And why I say this too, it was uh, even with my mom, at one time I had to realize that numbers and my father was not their thing. So when they went to the bank and got to have to put in this number for the ATM, mm -hmm. that was a problem. And so sometimes you need to know if numbers are a problem in terms of how the sequences, you try to get a number that is easy, maybe to a date remember. of birth right. or the address of your house. So it is important for you to identify that. If you know their diet plans, you know what time of day to take them out, where not to Because I was say, we, I, I, I'm busy and I could go 12 o'clock, but 12 o'clock is eating time. Mm -hmm. Do also remember, maybe by that time, their medication for maybe diabetes, hypertension, other more, uh, other um, non-communicable diseases. And so you need to learn how to be sensitive to the other thing. That means communication. That means talk. Mm -hmm. So you just can't say, I know who you are, or granny, or you don't live with granny. You may not be living with auntie. But you, therefore, you have to find all these very in, salient uh, information about what they like, what they do like, where. And <laughs> I, I, I took uh, somebody to a grocery store, I can't remember who it was, to a grocery store uh, to shop. Mm -hmm. And when they got in there, they couldn't go any further because the, the, the eyes were narrow. Right. And they couldn't handle that space at all. And so I had to find a grocery store where, of course, you know, at that time you either go to Truvalu, sorry, Truvalu, or you go to, uh, at that time it was Massey. Uh, and uh, they felt more comfortable. So again, the issue of maybe claustrophobia, maybe the issue mm. of too much noise. And uh, one of my friends loves to shop in the grocery store at night. When it's almost, almost yeah, yes, empty. you don't have, yes. and that was that was pre-COVID. Eh? That has nothing to do with COVID. Mm -hmm. So you you really need to communicate and to find out uh, these idiosyncrasies that are experienced by the elderly, and not just assume from your pers perspective, because we can always take our perspective and make it theirs. No, mm -hmm. they're peculiar. They have their perspective, and they would they would need to identify what they are. So now, when you hear what they want, 
you have to learn to now adjust. Mm -hmm. Because you could say, nah, I ain't with that. That's too late. Uh, why? You sure? Mm -hmm. A big man like you, you know? You're accustomed to doing that. Yeah, accustomed to do that. But do remember metabolism. Our bi Biologically, we are wearing and tearing. Mm -hmm. It's a theory we teach, wear and tear. So therefore, less oxygen. The cells are replicating slower. Uh, within your body, so therefore energy. I mean, even though today we have a lot of 70s and 80s, 90s showing people in the gym, but generally there is a slowing down. Mm -hmm. So one has to be aware of that. Have you ever gone to the mall and see the elderly with a person walking and see the person dragging the elderly? Like, come on, yeah. come on. Yeah. Like, hurry up. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So there's a disconnect between the younger uh, generation and older people seeing that... Um, like you say, they're telling them, come on, come on, because they, they're not cognizant of the fact that the, the space and pace that we move yes. at, mm. they've already been through that. Though In their mind, that they, they believe that they can move at that pace. Yeah. It, it's not physically... They're not physically able to the do that. The word disconnect is real, but I think we do it with everybody, with every cohort, uh, with every in development sector of our lives. Parents do with children. Hurry up, hurry up, hurry up. Mm -hmm. Or we tell each other, don't run, don't run, don't run. The child will run. Mm -hmm. I, I don't think we keep that sensitivity between how we live with the different cohorts of our life. So that a parent with a child, a child with a parent, a teenager, how do I, what do I think of their mobility and their eating habits? We always tend to, as we, somebody that in our lifespan decides, I am the judge. Mm -hmm. We do it my way. Mm -hmm. So whether it's a parent saying, I am the parent, do it my way, or the elder saying, the, the, let's say the mid-40s child who tells the elderly parent, excuse me, you, you, your, your brain not doing too well today. Mm -hmm. I will do it my way. So we, we, we don't take time to sit with the elderly, even with our child, to really have that communication and to mm -hmm. see where you are going, what the elder wants, mm -hmm. how the elder wants it done. And I think you're hitting on a very important factor. And again, my own paper, which had to do with intergenerational perspectives mm -hmm. uh, of the growth of the elderly, um, looking at it as if there was a lost generation. Yes. Uh, because, yeah. you know, where are you? <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know mm -hmm. you're dear auntie, but I, I can't find you and I don't really want to find you. I'm going here. Yeah, because yeah. of all the, I guess, technological advancements we've made in between, mm -hmm. you know, there are some elderly persons who mm. just refuse to want to learn about yes, it. Yes, yes, yes. And I, then yes. there are some who are not capable because they just don't understand. Yes. And I just, then the younger people just, mm. you know, lose patience. I just presented a paper, well, I should say just, last year I presented a paper, I did a research paper, and presented at a conference uh, looking at the cohort, uh, 60 to 74, 74, those two cohorts, uh, and their responses to technology. Mm -hmm. And it was very interesting. Uh, they, there was a cry. There was a general cry. I, I, I had uh, I did a phenomenal, phenomenological study. And so I had about 12 uh, participants. Mm -hmm. And most of them, about eight of them, wanted their grandchildren. And they used that word, grandchildren, to come and sit with them mm -hmm. and teach them. Mm -hmm. But in no, they wanted. Out of that, you bet. You, I think we had about four who actually got their grandchildren to sit, because grandchild not able. 
you know, yeah, the level you know, of patience. <laughs> no, no, the patience, not even. Yeah. So there was a cry uh, for that, that I wanted. Because you see, like my father would have, would have told me, Kenneth, uh, where, where is the handwriting? Uh, but I get mails now, it's only bills. Mm-hmm. Nobody's sending, sending me letters. Sending handwritten letters, uh, so, yeah. that, so I said, Dad, you have to use the, 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 the tablet or the, the... And I said, tablet. He said, tablet? No, I talk about my medication. I said, yeah. Daddy, it's called a tablet. <laughs> that was the other issue of communication. And uh, use the laptop to get him uh, to, to write. And he says no. So he never mm-hmm. wanted to talk. I mean, he never had one. He never used it. So I realized from my research that there was a need for that intergenerational again concept where the younger ones would teach. And of course, the elder people have a lot of history, a lot of experience that they can now teach. Mm-hmm. We call that social exchange. There's a context of social exchange. You help me with technology, I can help you with my profession, maybe as an architect or maybe as a business person, I could give you ideas. There's a lot of things I could share. I don't need it. I'm getting older. Yeah. But you, I can share this information with you. And it, that, that was a very important factor. Uh, the other thing was the fear of 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 being understood how do I the speed at which I could write and if I do write how who is going to understand, understand me mm-hmm. how do I manipulate the system mm-hmm. in order for me to present in the proper English way <laughs> you know because don't forget the end is at a stage where language is quite different to what it is now yeah yes because so I am I have a 21 year old and some of the lingo that she uses, I am completely clueless <laughs> on it. So I can imagine someone who is yes. 30, 40 yeah. years ahead of me, you know, mm-hmm. trying to understand what is live out, live, what, um, live only once and LOL. Uh, oh, good. Right? Good. All of those acronyms. <laughs> I am still at, at bay with that, uh, my graduate. Uh, uh, like I have, I, have, I actually have an Instagram account, but you know, one of them took my phone mm-hmm. and handed it back to me and says, you're Instagram. So that recently here, I was, somebody wanted, something happened, they wanted to pass with it. I had to find the granddaughter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Would you please, because I have no, no idea, idea how we did it. Right. So up to now, it's kind of empty. Um, try people to <laughs> post this, but we, we have to realize that we have to sit with. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have to be patient with. We have to identify with, and that goes to with smells. That goes to because uh, Granny has a different uh, Granddad have a smell because maybe of the the, the rubs they're using mm-hmm. or the medication, chilling oil, all those things. Uh-huh. You know, how do I want to sit with <laughs> Granny or Granddad and say, "Oh my gosh, Bengi. Yes, yeah. or sometimes they're slim because they don't have dentures, mm-hmm. and I have to be careful and they keep asking me, "What you say? Mm-hmm. Say it again." Oh gosh, I just say it. If they but have we, hearing problems. Yes, so yeah. we have to be, that's why I say you have to know. Mm-hmm. You really have to clearly define the knowing of where the biological context is. All right, so you're talking about we have to know. What is the best way, best approach to get to know uh, the elderly person to offer assistance, knowing in their mind that they are fully independent? What are things that we looked at i mean again me i i did some some years ago another paper on the issue of identity and in- inclusion mm-hmm. uh we have a family reunion we plan it but we don't plan for granny and granddad they're too mm-hmm. slow they don't go they, they go to 
they're going to be just there doodling somewhere or dawdling. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we, 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 we key them home. If we're going out, we look at time. It will take me, it's easy if I go by myself because the length of time they're going to take the dress and come out of the house. And when we reach, I have to get help. I do it myself. I'll, I'll bring it back for you. Mm-hmm. So we, there's a, this concept of exclusion. We're not readily, again, coming to that place where we want to integrate our identities and say, okay, we're all part of a system or a home. Mm-hmm. So it is important for you to really find the time, make the time to understand where you fit in granny, in your grandparents' life or in the elderly's life. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you this. One of the things that I, I didn't even know I was going to get into this area, but I remember years ago, I used to, I, I knew a matron, of hospital, a matron. Mm-hmm. so I used to go to the hospital and I would help plat hair. I, I could plat cane one of them. So I'd go and plat hair and, and I would listen to them. Because plaiting hair, I have to sit down. Mm-hmm. They're talking. And I would listen and share a little bit. Not much, because my issue is coming. Mm-hmm. And I eventually recognized that they have a lot to say. Mm-hmm. But there, there must be somebody who wants to listen. So that we have to be patient in terms of wondering how. I, I, I shared this recently, and a, and a, and a, a parent would say that they have finally gotten their son to sit with Granny. Mm. But they had to not bribe or create a compromise uh, yes, mm-hmm. of what they can get out of that time with granny as against not having some something mm-hmm. positive because I could see it as wasted time. Mm-hmm. It, it's not that I want to get clean anything because granny at that time had dementia. So that how am I going to sit with somebody with dementia and talk? But one of the things in dementia, there's a lot of what we call um, Fluid is again special, mm-hmm. so that the, the the fluid memory is fine, but that special memory going back there, you can get a lot of information about the history of your family, things about mm-hmm. like I learned a lot with my mother who had Alzheimer's about Woodbrook and where she lived, and this, and I said I need to get a a, a tape recorder and yeah. tape these things. Yeah. So if you will just listen, it can build the capacity of your history. And know and make you much more identified with your own sphere, so that you know where you come from. Mm-hmm. So it's a it's a it's a making sure that you want to do this. The the, the only drawback we have in this is when it becomes very uh, issue of health, when they are really weak or there's a sickness. You you you're afraid and granny's weak. You might have to prop up mm-hmm. or change diapers, and you don't want to be. Get, get that mess or your fight's messy and we really do not want to do that so we bring in a caregiver so the caregiver sometimes has more access to, to your elderly family than member you. Yeah. than you because they apart from being paid they, they have no choice but it's not about the paid it's about the fact that you need us to make time to really identify that kind of relationship with your mm-hmm. uh, loved ones and, and we and before going for it, that word "loved ones" is another factor. Do you really continue loving your elder mm-hmm. after seventy, eighty, or do you think it's well, you know, uh, we it's just too much? It's too much love. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I'm wasting that kind of love. I could put that love somewhere else. Yes. What I what just crossed my mind as you were speaking there? Uh, what kind of sentences or keywords that you can use to engage that kind of conversation mm-hmm. with the elderly because um, you mentioned dementia and other issues right mm-hmm. 
how what kind of words and conversations you can have with them to engage that type of conversation? I hear you, I hear you, I hear you. But you triggered something in my mind. Uh, we, we advocate at least 11 hugs a day, mm-hmm. which is, I know, you, maybe you don't have time for that because you you have your job, you day home, or day. these days grandparents, and mm-hmm. even the 50s, 70s and 80s are very active. They're doing cruises and they do they go into tea parties and they go to the pool for aquarobics yeah. and all that. But there is still that inner need for that type of identity of relations. Uh, don't ask the common how are you. It's about how can I help you? Mm-hmm. Or what can I do for you today? Uh, and uh, those that kind of sentence is what I think is going to encourage the uh conversation because they're going to see that there's a need for and so that we need to really bring that context in terms of I want you to share yourself with me mm-hmm. so we allow them to talk uh, if we try to to, to, to to structure too much remember especially with, with losing the memory they're going to be repeating things mm-hmm. a lot mm-hmm. so you have to allow them to repeat and uh, you could Say things like, uh, "That's that's interesting. Uh, I never heard that before. Mm. Could you repeat it again?" Because you want them to make sure that they feel that you are listening to them. Mm-hmm. Are you not just sitting down there wasting time or making up time? Right. So things like, as I repeat myself here, I, I love what you just said. That's interesting. But granted, I never heard that before. Come, give me the story. Give me mm-hmm. the story. Mm-hmm. So you're encouraging the talk, and there's a time where you can share your own story. Say, you know, you, you reminded me, Granny, of something that happened to me yesterday. Mm-hmm. But by the time you start talking, Granny start talking too. Mm-hmm. So you have to let Granny talk because you do not argue mm-hmm. with an elder. Mm-hmm. You, don't, you don't. You don't. You're going to lose. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, that, I can guarantee, yes, you will. What you have to do <laughs> is to wait your turn and go again. Yes. And bring it back again again. And so you keep maybe say the same thing over. It's okay because what they what is in their mind I have your attention Mm -hmm. and you are my sweetest child or grandchild or great whatever relations but once you sit there and begin to talk Mm -hmm. they begin to be and I can I use the word healed Mm -hmm. because their emotions are healed they feel freer and it's really impacting on their health that they because don't forget they have they've bogged down with medication three, four times a day. Yes. Uh, they, they, so the symptoms, to... side effects of those yes. medications have yes. a part to play yes. as well. Yes, as, as part to play as well. Because there's a lot of lo- loss of energy, uh, maybe nausea, that, mm. uh, those things. So the way you start to talk, it kind of releases and gives them that comfort. You want to create that comfort level. You want to identify that perspective of I am here with you. You're not alone. Mm-hmm. Because as they get older, they feel that everybody's going away from them. Mm-hmm. They're, they're like the cheese, you know, um, being removed it from stands the bread. Alone. Yes, the cheese yes, stands yes. alone. There's no slice of bread to comfort right. me anywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm all there because nobody seems to want to. Let, let me just shut something in here. Uh, I think we really have to be sensitive about this. Uh, the question is very uh, important because... When you get into the great granny, or when you have in your eighties, and you have take you take a lot of 
grandchildren or great grandchildren want to leave their children with, with their grand great grandparents or parents. Mm. They want to go to a party. Or they want to go to an interview, and we have not learned how to identify again their skills. Mm. Are they able to walk fast? One grand great grandparent said to me, the, "The child was two and a half, and here am I left with this child." So by the time I'm trying to find the child, the child running. Mm-hmm. Here am I saying, don't run. And I had my arthritis in the foot trying to get up with my stick. Mm-hmm. I, I'm losing connectivity. And so that we can hear a story mm-hmm. of something happening with the child. And then we want to blame. But again, it's not about the blame. Yeah. We have to remember that if you are going to leave children or with elderly people, they must be able to have that mobility and that cognition to, to work with the child mm-hmm. or to work with that person. Otherwise, you're going to be, you're really going to be having, in problems. Yeah, real problems. All right, so that is engaging communication. If the, the communication that you want to, uh, to give to the elderly, to the elderly person is, um, well, there are certain systems and processes and things that you used to do, you can't do anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, um, whether they uh, was a common thing for elderly people. If it is you slip and fall in the bathroom and you damaged your hip, now you can't walk up and down stairs. Mm-hmm. You may have to relocate to a place where it's just flat. How do you uh, communicate with the elderly in that regard where change, where, especially when they don't like change? How, how do we combat that? Hmm. <laughs> It's not a hard question. It's a real question. I realize mm. that because I've had my time with that. Uh, I moved my mother from our house to a facility uh, because my father wanted it done. He couldn't handle her. He couldn't handle the the um, what you call degradation of her situation, where she was getting worse with mm. Alzheimer's. But sometimes I wonder if I did the right thing, mm. if we made the right decision. Because it was not just about, I learned it was not just about having care for her. It was about her. Mm-hmm. And I didn't think that I took into consideration the fact that she would be in a new space. She had her master bedroom with her master bathroom. Mm-hmm. And that comfort. Of, that comfort. Yeah. I've taken her away from that where she has to find a bathroom. Uh, and that was negative. I, I think she got worse within a week because, mm. first of all, she wasn't hearing the, vo- the noise, the voices that she was accustomed to. She had to re-identify new voice patterns. She, therefore, her, she stopped talking because she didn't know who in her space she can trust. Mm-hmm. And then the space, so she stayed in one position all the time. She was afraid to get it because I, I'm accustomed. I know where the, the chair was. I know where the bathroom was. I know where yeah. the living room is. I know how to get mm-hmm. to the, the, the dining room. Now simply, I have to walk. Simple thing as a piece of cutlery, a cup or a yes, glass. Yes. Familiar things. Yes. And so that we have to be careful in how we want to rearrange our environment. The aesthetics and to want to, you want to buy a new vase, you want to have a new table. You have to really remember that in that environment is somebody who's very important, who has lived in that particular environment for over fifty something years. Mm-hmm. They, especially in a marriage, you know, some between forty and fifty years of marriage, you are dealing with a particular 
aesthetic there mm-hmm. with a particular infrastructure, mm-hmm. all of a sudden you come in. And especially if we have things like what we call clutteredness, mm-hmm. where you left for school or you left for marriage at, at a separation, divorce, or you come back from university and you bring all your Georgie bundle in now mm-hmm. and you want to come back home because you, that's it. And you want to rearrange mommy's house and mm. the fridge. You want to put your. Oh, wait, I would tea. like to paint and I want to change the yes, carpet. Oh, yes. God, mommy, you still that have this here. That is horrendous. Yeah. Let me tell you something. I have had yeah. to work with families in that and help them to see that mommy and daddy has been hit. It's a, this thing this thing is it's a mm. picture frame it's an icon there you just can't move it mm-hmm. you know uh, but it doesn't look it's, it looks good for them you are mm. just you've come in, you're coming back in could you come back in find out who they are what they like and then help them in the, you just come in the second week I, I don't like this as you said just now mm. well, he, you're all in time with his green paint mm-hmm this is their paint. This is their house. Mm-hmm. And so we need to take cognizance of who they are and how we need mm-hmm. to transition in terms of those kinds of identities. We, we want to make sure that, yes, the color schemes are, are what they like because it's their house. The music, you bring in a grandchild with do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do. They're accustomed to classical, maybe, or mm-hmm. if they're religious hymns, and you want to come with this dub and it's loud, and when you talk, they're excuse mm. me, we have to really sit, and I realize that we are invading a, a new space. How do we therefore compromise and work together for mm-hmm. the good of the family? You know, so that mommy says yes to come back or daddy says yes to come back and you came back from university but you have, there's nowhere to go, this is home. Mm-hmm. But you're coming back, haven't been away for years. They have lived in a whole different psyche mm-hmm. than you for all these years you've been away. You come back and want just... Come back, to, uh, sorry, but come back <laughs> yes. to a museum yes. because everything is in the same place. It's set. Right? Yeah. It's set, yes. Yeah. So mm-hmm. don't, don't touch that. Don't touch mm-hmm. the picture. Um, I try... I remember there's a simple, uh, she had some pictures of, of, of the children and grandchildren. And I said, but gosh, this thing here, long time, boy. And I tried to, maybe I should, who moved the thing? Mm-hmm. Where they going? Who? And of course, somebody steal it. No, mommy, I'm sorry. I moved it. Put it I put it back very quickly. I went back and mm-hmm. I put it back as it was. Leave it there. Because they have, they have that kind of memory where the slightest thing shift yeah, weight. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, we need to appreciate mm-hmm. their own mind and their space. So the the, the, the the concept here again is to identify what was, what is, as mm-hmm. what is to come. We just can't come and, and deal with the what is, what was, as if it's not is. It still is mm-hmm. because that's who there is. Is there there is is that continuum their identity of, yes of the, what they are yeah. what they their guests and to. what they accomplished over the years coming to that age as well it's, it's mm-hmm. like a testament to their life yes and yes. and mm-hmm. what mm-hmm. yes what they have accomplished for all the hard work mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. all right it is 11:38 in the nation's capital and i think if there are any closing remarks Dr. Niles, I think this is where we can close off. Oh, close. Yeah? I thought we were going for half hour. Okay, well, what else? What other tips do you have for... Let me let me ask you. Um, well, we, we talked about uh, initiating the conversation, mm-hmm. um, how to deal with it if there's definite changes are to be made. Uh, how do we 
continue to communicate as an exchange of ideas um how to i don't know how should i say accept the new age things how do we get the elderly to accept new age for, uh, for example you're talking about the pin number for their cards and yeah. so on um how do we ease them into the changes of new technologies the question i was asked a question once why do i need to change mm. what's wrong with what i have and so i had to, my answer was not as wrong what you have it's that today is quite different than 50 years ago mm-hmm. And because of this word technology, uh, we have all the things that you don't have. For instance, you have something called a microwave. You have a blender. Mm. You may have, well, we always have the, the Hoover from way back. Mm-hmm. But now that has been modernized and different touch and the mm-hmm. buttons. You have the um, system for your f- to pull in TV, the remote control. Remember that you you you, you went from coal pot to stove. Mm-hmm. So if I could get you to appreciate those developments uh, that for, it was in your time and you readily went through in your early life, let's say from a teenager to thirty, you went through that change. I, I went through that change and seeing frigid, the stove changing, the size and the shapes and the fridge and, and bringing these appliances. So when, when my father brought appliances into the house for the first time, my mother was like, what, what am I going to do with this? How am I going to use it? Mm-hmm. And that was way back uh, in the 60s, um, 60s, 70s. Uh, so that even now in 200, mm-hmm. <laughs> in this millennium, we have to really sit and teach uh, there was a guy who um, was doing courses uh, with elderly f- in terms of how to appreciate the technology. Mm. But it's why. Why do I need it? How is it going to make me more efficient? Mm-hmm. Is it taken away? Like my father refused it because it took away the skill of writing. And he was. He said to me, am I going to lose my ability to write? Because mm-hmm. if I don't use it, I'm going to lose it. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, so that he continued wanting to have ink and paper. Uh, so that I have to learn again how to introduce these new dynamics and these new commodities in terms of making sense and value. The value for it, uh, and we can see that even in health commodity, commodity, yeah. Uh, where we now have differences and how different ways into taking blood pressure or taking the scan for, for diabetes, checking your diabetes. And so, that if you could appreciate that there's no longer this telescope and, and squeezing the blood, mm. you just wrap your hand with, with this thing. Mommy, daddy, there are changes. Could I help you with that? Mm-hmm. So we have to be patient again in teaching them that this is not just a matter of their losing skills or losing capacity. They are, they are, they are being informed mm-hmm. and they are being strengthened and they are doing new things. We, 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 in what, uh, we, we are the, the um, baby boomers. Mm-hmm. We, our advantage is that we are we move through t- t- technology from 1946 up to up to now, and this is a thing could be next year will be the last year of the baby boomers. Uh, but prior to that, when you people who were born in the 50s and 60s, they had to learn the different dynamics and appreciate it. Some people were pushed into it, mm-hmm. but 
where you sit down now and living with, because the elderly is a bit longer, uh, so you have 80 years of, or 90, like my father who died at 96, 97, he would keep uh, discussing the why mm-hmm. and the relevance. Is it needed? Uh, when we talk about ice cream, uh, I remember the first time we talked about going to buy ice cream. It was like, buy ice cream? You mean mm-hmm. go and buy a pail or go and buy and the, the custard ice, and, and the get sauce, the ice? The salt. The salt. Yeah. Uh, it was... <laughs> He had to learn that, hey, there's something now called an electric ice peel mm. that you can pl- plug in and you can just go and sit down and wait until it's finished. So it's it's about those kinds of things that, that made up their life that is no longer... We are not sitting down in the back step anymore listening to Nancy stories or listening to, to stories where you sip, eat your ice cream after on a Sunday evening. We are not getting on a bus and taking a bus drive. And, and going to the local shop. Yes, by, by Miss Chin. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, now you dial in and you get your, your food. <laughs> or DoorDash and yeah, you know, get your food delivered at the door. Yes, and your grandchildren yeah. are not coming out to talk to you. They, uh, they have a tablet or they have a, a phone and they're looking for the stories that you want to tell with your mouth. Mm-hmm. So there, there's a lot of transition in terms of the culture and how we are trying to find relevance. And that's the key thing here. Um, Tuska, the, the issue of relevance. I must be relevant. Mm-hmm. Because, uh, now, the other thing about that too is the, what we call uh, social constructivism, where you have people who would have come through <clears throat> their aging process in different capacities of skills. Uh, so you have people who are highly skilled, maybe as doctors or te- engineers, uh, teachers as against others who may have been laborers or uh, plumbers or skilled, skilled people, where, where you are transition again, getting older, there is that capacity of thought. You want to maintain a particular cognition in terms of thought and, and voice and, and speak, and you want to keep... Whereas the another set of elderly may just want to go fish mm-hmm. or may just want to uh, go by the sea and lie down, go, you know, where you still want to do... I, I remember a, a, a guy in his, his 80s still happening for research. He mm. still wants to write and he still wants to present a paper to, because he came out of the old of academic that, thing. Yeah. And you're saying to myself, but hey, 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 you're old. So we have to be careful with that word old. What does it really mean today? It doesn't mean what it meant maybe years ago. Right. It has a whole different concept of terms of development and how we go in. Do you think, uh, are you of the opinion that these things that you just mentioned, um, let's say the professor who has been in academia for years looking for that research, the gardener or the person who used to sing, taking those skills away from them um, brings them closer to... Uh, death or to you know that point of giving up well frailty maybe frailty, frailty or rather good, in, yeah. and, and, and uh, on being unused because uh, losing capacity to you know, being so useful if I, yeah, yeah. Uh, I remember my neighbor at one time people would say what, what is outside but if she was not weeding the yard mm. at 89 she felt like if she was going to be wasted away. Mm-hmm. And so that we have to help keep the cognition because when you, you, you make sure that those 
brain cells, uh, even though they're slowing down, they are still working. And therefore, it gives you capacity for integration and for that is, is communication. Mm-hmm. So what we have to f- do is to find conversations, or rather, let me say, topics that will create conversations that will help the thought pattern and help them feel relevant and still useful within the home. Mm-hmm. So... So that the children today could sit down with daddy, who has been an academic in academia, and say, look, we have a presentation to do. What can you offer me? He may or she may not remember, but there is something you can, they can share. Mm-hmm. And they'll feel, oh, I helped. I was a part of. I just wasn't here doing nothing. And mm-hmm. so it's important for us to divide that. So I think it's, 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 a, it's a good means of um, working for the elderly. To, again, to come to that place where they feel included mm-hmm. and not rejected. So there's no bias in terms of being frail mm-hmm. or, you know. Or resentment yes, yes. towards the mm-hmm. actions of trying to help yeah. mm-hmm. along. Dr. Kenneth Niles, thank you so much for pleasure. giving us that information. I mean, it, it opened my eyes to a little few yeah. things because, you know, I, I tend to get a little agitated when they don't listen but i have to understand they're listening they're they're listening all right (laughs) thank you so much for joining me today thank you very much tosca for having me all right pleasure thank you so much this is freedom 106.5 fm